Hello, everybody. My name's Tim Perko, and you're listening to I Believe. Now what? Hey, what is going on, everybody? I hope y'all are having a wonderful, wonderful day, wonderful week out there. And I hope God's blessing y'all and using y'all in the best way that God can, because obviously, God knows best. <laughs> All right, anyways, today we are going to get into a little bit more of a topical study as opposed to a Bible study, but this will have a lot of biblical terms and biblical verses that are being used to support this as we get in. So we are going to talk about the differences between Calvinism and Arminianism. Now, I know this is kind of an overdone topic, and there are tons of podcasts, tons of YouTube videos, tons of blogs out there that write about the differences, but I think it is important to keep kind of reiterating this, and I'll explain why as we go through the outline of the next few episodes and how we cover this topic of Calvinism and Arminianism, what are the differences, is it biblical, questions like that. So I really want to let y'all know, though, this episode is just a brief overview of both, and as we get into the next few episodes, we will do a more in-depth look at both. And at the end of each episode, as I normally do, I will do my best to withhold my opinion during the episode, and then towards the end, I will go ahead and give you my opinion and my views on these topics. So that way we can try to get as much of a non-biased approach as we can. Okay, so what is Calvinism and Arminianism? All right, so as a Christian, if you're reading and studying books from different Christian authors or pastors, you might have come across these terms at some point in time. These terms represent two different viewpoints of theology. That's Calvinism and Arminianism, once again. Calvinism came from the views of John Calvin. He was a French reformer, and he kind of blew up in his writings and everything around the 1520s. And while Arminianism came from the views of Jacobus Arminius, and he came around in the late 1500s, which was a little bit after John Calvin, and his views were opposing Calvin's views. And it's important to note that Arminianists are not the same thing as Arminian. Uh, that is an ethnic group which comes from Western Asia. I want to make sure that there is a clear line there. Arminianists believe that uh, in a theology, and Arminians are an ethnic group from Western Asia. Okay, so now that I double said it and reiterated it, we can get that out of the way. All right, so the reason we're doing this episode is because it is important to know that there, it's important that we know about these different viewpoints because depending on what you believe, it can have a huge impact on how you read the Bible and interpret different verses. So this episode, once again reiterating, we are doing a brief overview of these belief systems. And in the following episodes, we're going to do a deep dive into each one and look at the verses that they use to support their beliefs. And like I said before, I'm going to wait until the end of each episode to give my viewpoints and opinions on the subject. One more thing to note, that the modern views and movements were not always formed by these exact men, John Calvin and Jacobus Arminius. Uh, the, people, the people that supported them and the base and their followers, they were the ones who pretty much elaborated on this and came up with these different acronyms that we're going to talk about and go over. And that's pretty much how some of the stuff formed. They don't necessarily hold true to everything that those persons said, but more so the idea behind what these men said. Okay, so since Calvinism started first, we'll go ahead and start there. 
And the acronym that they use to describe Calvinism is called TULIP. All right, and you're going to notice some flower references in here. So TULIP stands for Total Depravity, Unconditional Election, Election, sorry, Limited Atonement, Irresistible Grace, and Perseverance of the Saints. The simple explanation of this, and simple, mind you, simple, 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 of these terms is this. Total depravity says that a man is broken and sinful and a sinful person by nature and are unable to, as well as not able to seek God on their own. Unconditional election is a statement that God chooses who will be saved on the basis of his own sovereign will. Limited atonement is that Jesus' sacrifice was only for the chosen by God uh, and nobody else. So in other words, his atonement on the cross wasn't a potential atonement. It was a full atonement, but only limited to those who were predestined to be saved. Irresistible grace is when God draws or calls someone, they call a person, and that person is unable to deny God, and they will become a believer. It's impossible to deny it. That's what irresistible grace is. And lastly, perseverance of the saints is anyone who is saved and anyone who gets saved, anybody who is saved, they will never be unsaved or better known as, this is better known as once saved, always saved. You can't lose your salvation. That's what the tulip of Calvinism believes. There's other offshoots of what they believe and the tulip doesn't accurately represent all the changes, but that's the mainstream of what Calvinism is. All right, so for Arminians. Uh, they use the acronym DAISY, once again, back to the flowers, uh, to describe their beliefs. The acronym stands for Diminished Depravity, Abrogated Election, Impersonal Atonement, Sedentary Grace, Yieldable Justification. That is the acronym DAISY. Now, what do those mean? It's pretty much the opposite of the tulip of Calvinism. So here we go. Diminished Depravity is humanity is depraved, but God uses... Uh, pretty much prevented grace to restore man's ability to respond to him, as in he 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 gives man's uh, the ability to respond to God. Like we, they believe that you can't just choose God on your own, but God works so in everybody. He's given everybody the ability to believe in God despite their depravity and respond to God. Uh, abrogated election is God bases his election on his foreknowledge of those who freely choose him. So pretty much God looks into the future. He sees who's going to be saved because he knows everything. And then he chooses them and they become the elect. Next is impersonal atonement. And this is saying that Christ died for everyone, making salvation possible for everyone. Next is sedentary grace, and this means that God calls everyone to salvation, but many just freely reject it. So we're all called, but many freely reject it. And then the why is yieldable justification. This means that uh, the saved can fall from grace and lose their salvation. It's not a permanent gift. They can reject it later on in life and lose their salvation. So now it is important to note, once again, that's a brief very brief overview. All right, so it's important to note that not everyone who cl who claims these belief systems agree with every single point in these five points, and some have varying stances where they pick and choose and they maybe take from others. But to get back to my earlier point on how knowing what you believe is important, on, it, it, 
it's really going to change how you interpret Scripture, because as you read the Bible, um, the, the verses can mean something different depending on which one of these things you believe in. Let's, let's go ahead and use an example. All right, Ephesians 1.4. Ephesians 1.4 says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be blameless before him in love. Uh, a Calvinist would read this as proof that God chooses who will be saved. Well, an Arminius would look at that and say, God looked into the future, saw who would believe, and then made them elect of his of, of that because of that person's free will choice of believing. And then you have John 10, 29, which reads, My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. A, a Calvinist would read this and be like, well, this proves that once you're saved, you can never be unsaved, or once saved, always saved. And I would give an ominous response to this, but honestly, I have no idea how they could possibly get around this verse. <laughs> On that note, you can probably tell that I hold more to a Calvinistic view of things. Uh, I was trying to save that to the end, but yeah, you can't really get around that verse, in my opinion, at least. If there's a response, hey, please drop it on the Twitter, drop it on the Facebook, uh, shoot me a message, let me know uh, how you would respond to that if you hold an Arminius view to that verse. I mean, I would love to hear it. So hopefully this episode gave you an idea of what each side believes, and uh, the next two episodes, when we get to this topic, we might have a couple in between there, uh, depending on work schedules and all that stuff. Uh, but we'll go into the deep side of Calvinism and Arminianism, and we'll give each side their own episode. And I'm actually going to try to bring in a friend for the Arminius view, since, as you can tell, I'm not an expert on that side of theology. My brain has been geared to work on the more Calvinist side. Now, now, don't get me wrong, I used to be a raging diehard free will, you know, pretty much Arminius thinker, I think with the exception of... Uh, the the once saved, always saved thing. I've never believed that you could lose your salvation. I always believed it was an eternal thing that can never be lost. But besides that, I used to be a very, very big free will that we choose God, uh, that kind of stuff. I'm going to bring in a friend for that because my brain is so geared on the Calvinist side uh, that I, I can't really break away from it because I just see too much truth in that for myself. Uh, but I hope this episode didn't make you more confused, but you know, please do pray on this. And pray over these verses uh, as we go through these episodes and, you know, for God to give you understanding, to open up your understanding. And I, I, I think it's also very important to say that you don't have to be 100%. I think I said it earlier, and I want to reiterate again, you don't have to be 100% on each one of these sides. Don't put yourself in a box. Like me, I call myself a borderline Calvinist. I mean, biggest reason, and I'm going to get into it in later episodes as we deep dive this more, is like, I personally don't agree with the limited atonement. I understand the limited atonement from the Calvinist point of view, but the fact of the matter is, is I don't see limited atonement in the Bible. Like, limited atonement makes sense. If God picks and chooses who he's going to save, then obviously his atonement, his blood sacrifice was only for those who was going to be saved. It makes sense. But I can't find that in the Bible. You know, I, I see Christ died for the world, and Christ died for the sins of the world. I don't see Christ died for the sins of the elect only. Now, don't get me wrong, I do see the understanding and the reasoning of a limited atonement, and I agree with it up to that point, but I can't be, sit here and be like, yep, limited atonement is in the Bible. I see it in a verse. I 
I just can't do it. So I'm kind of wishy-washy on that part. Um, once again, if you got your viewpoints on it, you can point me in a better direction, please. Drop it on the Twitter, drop it on the Facebook. Um, so don't believe, though, that if you fall closer on the one of these lines, that you have to be 100% full, as we say in the Army, full hua in that direction. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go full-on crazy, be like, I'm a five-point Calvinist, I'm a five-point Arminius. Nah, you can... You know, that's the freedom of what we do. You know, God gives us these brains. He gives us understanding. He releases our understanding time over time over time. And we start gaining more knowledge. And as we gain more knowledge, you know, it's going to shape our views. And our viewpoints may change. Just like I said before, I was a raging free willer. I was free will all the way until I started reading these verses on election and irresistible grace and things of that nature that I just could not deny. And that's why I changed my viewpoint over to a more predestination, a more Calvinistic style viewpoint. Anyways, I hope this episode once again was not confusing to you and it helped put a little bit more clarity in there. As we get into this and we start deep diving these topics, you hopefully you'll get a bit a better understanding. I was going to say bigger and I ain't going saying better. I hope you get a better understanding of uh, these topics and these theological viewpoints. Because, I mean, really, it, this is going to depend a lot on you know, what church are you going to go to? What belief systems they hold? Now, there's no church that I know of that is like, we are a Calvin church, or we are a Arminius church. What they usually do is they'll put in, you know, they'll, they'll claim a denomination, and certain denominations claim to certain viewpoints, like Reformed theology, um, Presbyterians too, I believe. They they hold to a more Calvinistic viewpoint. And then you have people like uh, the Pentecostal Church, Assemblies of God. They hold to a more Arminius-style viewpoint. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to find little groups here and there on the outsides, uh, but what you can do is, you know, nail down how you're looking for a church, searching for a church based on these viewpoints. And how you do that is go onto those churches' websites, check out their, you know, what we believe section or about us section, or better known as a statement of faith. And you can read their statement of faith. See which one lines up with your viewpoints, because more than normally they'll they'll line up with one more so than they do the other. You know, it's very rarely a 50-50 split or something like that. And then there's some that don't even touch the subject because they don't want to scare people away. All right. Well, anyways, thank y'all for listening to this episode. I think I blathered on enough about it. So hopefully uh, we should be getting into some good learning and we'll go ahead and close it out there. Thanks y'all for listening. This is Tim with I Believe Now What. Signing off.